Harper Audio presents One Touch of Scandal by Liz Carlyle, performed by Nicola Barber. Copyright 2010 by Susan Woodhouse. Production copyright 2010 by HarperCollins Publishers. Prologue. Rise of the Guardians. Paris, 1658. The fine haze crept over the Marais in silence, a gossamer thing that settled softly into the cobbled lanes and grand allées alike, deadening the night like so much straw cast down before a hearse. Along the Seine, the lamplights of Paris turned one after another to a roomy amber, their beams barely piercing the night. It little mattered. The storm that had rained down upon La Cité for all of three days and nights had driven both man and beast to shelter, and in the Marais neither stirred. None heard the hoofbeats that pounded out of the broom, at first a mere rumble of sound. But the sound gathered and quickened, became a cacophonous clatter, then rang and swelled into a roar neither fog nor death could still, and no man could ignore, until the narrow lane of Rue St. Paul was filled wall to windowsill with horses, dark from sweat, and foamed with lava. Casements screeched and sashes thudded up as, all along the street, the good citizens leaned out to see what despot's army bore down upon them. But as quickly as they had come, the horsemen passed through, clattering down onto the river road, along the Hôtel de Seine, then onto the Pont-Marie, their thick black capes streaming out behind as they fairly leapt over the Seine, to vanish into utter darkness. Later it was whispered by those who had seen them that the horsemen had been inhuman, that the heavy hoods had concealed naught but cheeks of pale, bleached bone with bright burning sockets above that the hands which fisted the reins were without flesh or substance, indeed, that the riders came thundering forth in the wake of the storm and down upon the quiet pastures of the Ile Saint-Louis as emissaries of the devil himself, and that all was to come afterward was naught but a righteous punishment. In the darkness beyond the Pont-Marie, the foremost of these devil's minions drew up his steed, a snorting, wheeling mass of muscle and temper, and hurled himself from the saddle in one motion. His cloak of black wool billowing about his boots, he strode through the mud and weeds, then lifted his fist, of bone and flesh, to pound upon the door of an old stone cottage with the strength of his whole arm, and much of his shoulder too. Within, the knock was heard too well, as was his intent. Indeed, the horsemen had been heard and their purpose surmised long before they had come thundering across the bridge. A second dismounted, his torch held aloft. They are within. Aye, stench of guile carries, said the horseman. He pounded upon the door again. Ouvre-moi, open, you scurrilous dog, in the name of the Fraternitas Aure Crucis. 
As if his words had willed it, the arched and weathered slab of a door creaked open on stiff hinges, the rusted iron ring that served as its knob clunking impotently as it stopped. We? The gift, rasped the horseman, planting a wide palm upon the door. We've come for the gift. A round-faced friar, his vestments a dull brown in the flickering light, his eyes feverish with agitation, looked up at the intruder. No, the horseman bellowed, laying the opposite hand to his sword hilt. The friar shook his head. Je ne sais pas ce que vous vous. You, sir, are a bloody liar. The words were lethally soft. The gift, man. No, or by all that is holy, I shall bind you by the wrists and drag you back up to St. Paul's to stand before our Jesuit brethren. And what will you say for yourself then, eh? The friar's visage twisted with vehemence. Très bien, he snarled.